Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what pisses me off is when you buy something and then they send you the 10% off or the 20% oh, yeah. off. You know what's great is I've been, and I recognize it as a grift, but I've been doing uh, a lot of like starter jacket and uh, chalk line jacket research on, on eBay, just trying to find random ones that I want to get. And, uh, and they'll do a thing where if you, if you like it, if you like the post, not even put in an offer, but just hard it, they will like a day later be like, Hey, Here's 15% off of this item. You want to buy it now? <laughs> it's like, all right, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're killers, man. Mm-hmm. Apex predators. <laughs> they know what they're doing. These e-commerce cats. Oh, they know what they're doing. They get me every time. Mark I stop buying so they jackets bring it on, down. I stopped buying jackets on Instagram, at least. That's good. That's, bought, that's a good step. I, I, bought a, years I, old. I bought an air pump through TikTok that changed my life. Like legitimately is like the greatest invention ever. I'm not going to shout it out because I don't want to get free <laughs> advertising, but it's advertised on everyone's TikTok, I'm sure. And it like it legit is great. Pump tires, basketballs, anything. What a great, what a great gimmick. You got to get there. You got to TikTok. It? I think that's it. I'm trying to think what else I've wasted my money on. No, just mostly Postmates. <laughs> Welcome to the OG pod, Zosny edition, right here on Count the Dings. 
I'm Zach Harper. That's Wazdy Lambert. That's Anthony Mays. And we have got not just a killer show in which, oh my God, we've got the hourglass emoji. We've got the players union part in the 65 game rule. Eminem's diss track. I mean, dressed as baby Billy. <laughs> Steph and Sabrina going to shoot it out. Uh, but also, you want to get to that Patreon, patreon.com slash count the dings, where we will discuss the incredible, sensational, life altering return that happened the other night by Nets point forward Ben Simmons. He's you back, won't want to miss that. You will only get that segment on the Patreon, patreon.com slash count the dings. Plus, you get access to all the other OG pod episodes, the Cinephobe stuff, the Discord, everything you could possibly want from Count the Dings is available in that Patreon. So guys, let's start off with uh, late last night on the East Coast. Lakers are on an East Coast uh, trip right now. At 2.26 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, LeBron James, after a frustrating stretch of basketball in which he is seen making weird looks at Darvin Ham as he's talking on the sidelines, <laughs> as he is seen being disgusted disgusted by his uh by his teammates in blowout losses to the rockets as he is asked about what's his message to his teammates after the loss to the the hawks the other last night and he says no message just do your job which is in effect a message a message and then, and then lakers pr cuts him off he says thanks for cutting me off appreciate it i was about to go off um he lebron james 2:26 a.m. eastern standard time just tweets an hourglass emoji. Oh, man. An hourglass emoji, Zach, that the time has run out on. Yes. You know, the well, sand is... you're looking at it, yeah, right? This is important. This is important. Yeah, to get please, into, please give us the, the deets on this, Mace. Well, if you go on the computer, you know how Twitter has a different type of emoji style yes. for all of the yeah. Apple standards. Mm -hmm. And so on the computer, on Twitter, it looks like it's, you know, it's going down. But there's still sure, some sand up on the top. Up. Time isn't up yet. You go on, you go on your iPhone. You look at it. Time's up. The sands of time have run its course. So I've got some questions. Do we think? And you guys just answer each one, you know, and then we'll move on to the next one. Do you think this is an indication that he feels like Father Time has now kicked his ass? Yeah, it's all a marketing. I think stunt. the time is. I think time is up for several people. It's like LeBron knows that like time is up on his career. Like mm -hmm. we're down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, he knows that the time is up on this iteration of the Lakers roster. Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets a little murky. Is time up on Rob Kardashian? Excuse me. <laughs> Rob Lowe. I mean, <laughs> Rob Palinka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is time up on him? Is time up on Darvin Ham? I feel like the time is applied to so many situations related to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. So you think that this is a trade deadline is right around the corner? Oh, yeah. Situation. Okay. Do you think it could be that heading into its 60th season, LeBron James is worried about the direction of the show Days of Our Lives? Mm. LeBron James is a scholar of many things. We mm -hmm. know he's a music scholar. 
He might be a daytime television scholar, too. So it wouldn't surprise me if this was something that deeply interested him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do we think that this could be just, hey, in a few hours, I'm going to announce a very confusing deal with DraftKings. <laughs> Did that happen? Does LeBron have a DraftKings deal? Oh, he sure does. Oh, was you missed it? He tweeted yeah. out a picture with like the DraftKings logo and everything, and he's tossing the chalk in there, and the chalk is a crown. Hmm. The chalk in the air is, is in the shape of a crown. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a true detective thing. Yeah. Where Matthew McConaughey is seeing the spiral and flocks of birds. Um, this Lakers team sucks, right? Like this Lakers team's not very good. They do need massive changes. Is is there a ch a legitimate change they could make that turns around this season like like their moves a year ago turned around their season? Like is DeJounte Murray going to change the fortunes? I of think this team? the theoretical DeJounte Murray would absolutely change their fortunes, meaning the guy who used to be an old world on ball, head of the snake whatever cliche you want to use, point of attack, defender, coupled with the guy who's turned into a nice pick-and-roll player who can mm -hmm. actually make a jump shot, who can actually make a mid-ranger, that guy, theoretically, would be an incredible Los Angeles Laker. However, DeJounte Murray hasn't guarded anybody in probably three years. He has. He gets a couple of possessions a game where he like will remind you, hey, I can still do this, but I won't. Right. And yeah. it's one of those things that happens with NBA guys, Zach. Like, where, when people become, you know, 20-point-per-game scorers, they're like, oh, I'm an offensive kind of player. It just becomes, defense is for the plebs. We don't, yeah. no, 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 no. That's for the that yeah. peasants play defense. I'm upper echelon. I yeah. score 20 points a game. Um, Is the funniest outcome in all this them trading for Zach Levine. <laughs> It'd be funny because I think people would then put like real expectations and weight on the team that they have. Um, I have it on pretty good authority that a lot of the players on the Bulls were sick of Levine shit at a certain point, not just Billy Donovan. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'll always believe in LeBron's ability to like, get people hyped. Uh, Zach Levine, another clutch guy. Mm. Um, maybe he could do what he did for J.R. Smith to Zach Levine. Like, could you imagine if Zach Levine yeah, started, started guarding people and became like a championship card? You just said max player, multiple time all-star Zach yeah. Levine. I think multiple time all-star. Uh, Zach Levine could become J.R. Smith. No 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 no. no, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> I'm saying his version <laughs> of what happened to J.R. Smith, meaning oh, okay. playing the best of his ability within a team concept, a winning concept, not a guy who goes out and scores 30 whenever, but who is right. You're knocking down shots, you're attacking closeouts. Yeah, like, using his that's talents credit. within the structure of a team. He he was kind of defending a little bit when he came back from the injury, more than more than mm -hmm. we've seen from him at least, right? He it seemed like he was like, all right, we're playing ball, like I'll buy in a little bit. Um, do you think Zach's healthy enough to have a resurgence under LeBron? 
See, that's the Zach Levine conundrum to me. It's like the contract is absurd, and yeah. he's got it. Wouldn't be absurd if he had a history of durability. Right. I think if he had a history of durability, I don't think people would look at the contract as a negative, but like all of that guarantee money for a dude who's always missing games and it's knee stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scary, man. That's that's to me is the rub. And I think that's why they've been reluctant to like just get this done already. I think people look at that deal and say, man, that's going to look nasty on the back end. Yeah. But LeBron's like, hello, I'm, hourglass I'm emoji. I don't have a back end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Do you think the Lakers make a move before the deadline? They have to, right? I don't think it's guaranteed, man. I don't think LeBron is as influential in Laker management as people would perceive him to be. And yeah. I think they would like to make a move. Everybody understands that being 500 sucks, but like. I don't think they feel like beholden to LeBron and certainly not AD. And it's, so, yeah, I don't think it's a guaranteed. I like this is me assuming it's a, it's you know marginally educated, but I think it's it's mostly an assumption. But I kind of feel like post Westbrook trade to acquire Westbrook, all that LeBron influence shit. He no he credibility. Scaled it, he scaled it back, right? I think he scaled it back. I think they were like, all right, we we maybe need to like handle this stuff, kind of. Thing. Which would explain <laughs> why he's tweeting hourglass emojis that. 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they were on a flight. I don't know if they stayed the night in Atlanta. They are headed to Boston next, I believe. So maybe he landed in Boston. It was, it was maybe It was in Atlanta. They're probably in Atlanta. Yeah, I think it there was, was a couple in things in between. Yeah. Where do you guys think yeah. this fits in? So there's, there's two City. things that I oh. want to refer to here. One is, is this a throwback to the DeAndre Jordan saga with all the emojis that were getting thrown around on that day? So we had... JJ, or we had Chandler Parsons with the plane emoji. Yeah, we someone had, had a car. JJ Redick had a car. Blake Griffin, car <laughs> helicopter, and a plane. Paul Chris Paul, banana boat, <laughs> and then Paul Pierce with the legendary <laughs> rocket picture emoji. of a rocket emoji. Oh man, he's Not the, the best actual emoji itself. Yeah, on and on. And then um, where does it fit in with the passive aggressive LeBron tweets of? Of previous well, of yesteryear, is it even the funniest Lakers tweet of the last twenty four hours, or is that Christian Wood tweeting LOL right before the game and then claiming he was trying to quote tweet? So no reporter had a follow up. What were you trying to quote tweet? <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> what uh, I was just I was just saying this on group chat that I missed the days when guys got hacked. Oh, Anytime oh, anybody man. did anything ridiculous, that, I was hacked. Dare I, I was, say? Dare I say, Christian Wood as a as a Twitter user, casual. He's oh. a casual man. Mm. <laughs> Is that the rise of two factor authentication? Was can we not get away with <laughs> I got hacked anymore? No, but you got to be subscribed be to get that right. I think you gotta you gotta pay for Twitter to that get that. Might be factor. it, but yeah, yeah. I, you know the emoji thing. I don't. I just. I just remember LeBron fitting out and fitting in yeah. with Kev. That's the I one think that's that the best one, right? That's immediately one. comes to mind. Stop that's trying to one. fit out. Mm-hmm. All caps. Mm-hmm. And just fit in. Also, Be a part of something special, was. <laughs> just my thoughts. And he was. And he just was. It worked. It worked. Just my thoughts. This was the same year 
that LeBron, remember he left Cleveland and went to Miami for two weeks? Oh, God. He just took a vacation in like January, right? Like, yeah. He's like, it's cold as shit here. I'm going back to Miami. Oh, man, I miss those days. I wonder God, how effective this is. Yo, to me, part of me is like a lot of the role players can't play as well when they're in the trade mix. So a lot yeah, of this Delos actually responded like really well to, to it, right? Like, I feel like Delos responded well. well Delos um, been on the trade block his entire career. Like, when <laughs> yeah. has he not been on the trade block? Here's, Think about here's it. how I here's how I know the Lakers are fucked. Right? Is people are like why isn't Rui Hachimura playing more? That's what <laughs> I know. Like you, you don't like your team doesn't have it. Okay, no offense to him. Congrats on getting paid last summer. He's, he is a better player with the Lakers than he was with the the Wizards. He was incredible like, in the playoffs. Rui's got to play more. And I was like, all right, well, I think we're he done He was here. amazing in the playoffs. Yeah, He made and, every single shot. Nobody defended Jokic like he did, just yeah. read ESPN after game <laughs> one. They're the first <laughs> people to try that. <laughs> <laughs> the secret defense gets unleashed. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then it's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. All right. I think the topic du jour is definitely the 65 game rule. Right, yeah, sixty-five game rule. You don't hit sixty-five games played, or it's sixty-two if you have a season-ending injury. Uh, you don't hit that. You're not available for MVP, All NBA, all that bullshit, right? Um, and so Tyrese Halliburton. It's funny, like Tyrese Halliburton had a quote in an athletic story. He's calling it a stupid rule because Halley like felt rushed to come back. He's got forty-one extra million dollars on the line. Blah blah blah. Uh, if he gets if he gets these honors, um. <laughs> Embiid last night after missed a couple games, one, everyone was like, oh, he's ducking Jokic or, oh, he's lying about being hurt or whatever mm-hmm. uh, for missing that, that game in Denver. Um, and then he misses the game against Portland and then comes back and plays against the Warriors. And man, he looked like shit. He, even pre-injured, like he looked terrible. He had eight turnovers. He had like 18 shots for 14 points. And then Kuminga falls on his leg 
looks like hyper. I don't know. It look, a grown ass man fell on his leg when he was on the ground. It, it looked painful. He left the game. Now everyone's saying, you know, he's only playing because of this rule. I don't know if that, if that part is true. I, I do think he felt pressure to play, but that might've been more of people saying like he's faking it or maybe he just want to play. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, and then Draymond comes out on his podcast today and is saying that it's ridiculous. I don't want to debate the rule so much because I think that's been done a lot. Like you can go find my thoughts on the athletic podcast show. I'm sure you talked about it on group chat was like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about the rule itself. I'm curious the union part of this. The union part of this is you negotiated this as a union. Your player representatives agreed to this. And I wonder, did they think this wasn't really going to become an issue? Did they just have to make concessions? And the whole thing is, look, whatever these policies in place, if it helps the negotiations for the media deal, you know, the media rights and everything that's ongoing and maybe has been settled by now. We just haven't been privy to it. But if like it helps bring in more money for the NBA, that will eventually pay out to, you know, we get a, a 50-50 split, essentially 51-49 split with the players of the of the revenue that comes in. The money's going to get figured out and it's going to help the players overall. Or is this simply like, you know, they didn't think about the ramifications that this would truly have. Like, how do you think the union justifies this to their own members who are outwardly complaining about this? Because this isn't going away. This is part of the CBA. This is like for forever, however long the CBA is, this is going to be a thing. So I think the union screwed the pooch here. Honestly, it's obvious that they did in the sense that they couldn't foresee something like this happening. And the idea that, you know, members of their union would be rushing back from legitimate injuries. Like, we're not talking about load management stuff. Like, legitimate injuries that guys are like, yo, I need to come back and get all the money that I could possibly get. I mean, this wasn't hard to foresee. And the problem to me is that everybody has convinced themselves that Adam Silver is an angel sent from heaven for the players. Mm-hmm. And this idea that, oh, if Adam suggested, he only has our best interests at heart. And so if Adam says it, it has to be great. And we're just going to go along with what Adam wants to do. I think they fucked up. Because mm-hmm. realistically, y'all supposed to have an adversarial posture towards Adam Silver. You're supposed to have a working relationship, but you're not supposed to be buddies. Right? Exactly. Exactly. That's the great. I look like Stern had a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong, but that dude was a fucking commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he did his job. Like he, there was no like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna dip my toe in this area and dip my toe. Like no, it was like this is where I am. Fuck you. Everything. Like, that everything that I'm about is about the long term. Mm-hmm sustainability of the league. Okay, Mm -hmm. so because we're talking about players missing games, uh, you know, load management, all of that. If people remember, man, when when, when Pop first did that shit in 2012 or whatever it was, 2013, sitting guys during a TNT game, Mm -hmm. they levied a huge-ass fine on them. Like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? David Sturr said, we're not doing this. Obvious. Mm -hmm. And we got to give our props to Amin because... In real time, he said, yo, this shit is cool when the Spurs do it. Fine. Nobody gives a fuck about that team anyway. 
Mm-hmm. They don't got like outside of San Antonio, they have no fans. Nobody's interested in what they do. It's cool when they do it. But when everybody starts doing it, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And now we have a problem. So instead of addressing what the Spurs dumb shit was doing, because you can see the long-term ramifications, now we're playing catch-up. And now everybody's become accustomed to this as an idea. Mm-hmm. That yeah, when I don't feel like it, I should get a day off. Even if it's the national TV game and the bulk of our fucking revenue comes from these TV contracts. And so, man, I think everybody's got a problem on their hands. The, the union does. Adam Silver, who I'm just like, man, by the day, I lose more and more faith in the guy. I'm not going to hold you. Like it, It's been a while since I thought he was a good commissioner. It's I, like, like, been be a honest, long like, yeah. time. There are things that, like, I, th- I like the play-in. I like the idea that sure. teams continue to play hard. I actually like he's the not for tournament. Like, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like, things but, that he's done, but some of this shit, man, you know, the Draymond suspension being indefinite. Oh, man. It's, uh, Come up that with a was criteria such a, for stupid shit that no, people do. This is the criteria. This is what you get. Let's move on with our life. No, like some of the flim flammy shit he be doing, I don't like it. Was I'm gonna push back on this because there in those two instances, in the in the Spurs instance where they sat guys right and back in 2012 or whenever that was, um, and in the indefinite suspension, the wording is the key here, right? Because mm. why did the Spurs get away with it? Yo, know, yes, they got the fine, but why did the public do it? Because they said out. D DNP old, right? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Everybody like me too. I fell for it. Like I was just like, oh my god, that's so funny. They called him old. And that's why he's not playing. Like, oh, what a great time! And then indefinite. Every almost every group chat I was in, seen on Twitter, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely, and everyone went, oh shit! They dropped the hammer. I was like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like we've come to to think indefinite means like a harsh penalty. Like that could be three games. That could be thirty games. Yeah. We don't know. Like it, it is such a cop out of a, of a suspension, and and I'm wondering because we've had the flip flop from the league on the does load management actually prevent injuries? Right? It was yes, it does, and now it's like oh, I don't know about that. I don't think it does, and I I'm not even saying we should have conclusive evidence on any of this. I do think it's pretty much a case by case basis, right? Like Kawhi's been load managing, I think because he's legitimately hurt. Like that dude yeah. is his knee is a ticking time bomb at all times. Other guys, like yeah, I think you know, I think in, I think Embiid goes through kind of like that middle ground of it. Like Embiid's not exactly a picture of health most yeah. years, right? Like you do have to manage that body to be prepared to maximize in the playoffs. And so I think they've tried to to figure that out. But yeah, other guys like just like I don't know if I feel like playing tonight. And it, but it's also like the thing that's been interesting to me is. And I and I think the league has had a hand in this with their messaging, is blaming the players for load management, when most of the time it is the team. It was invented right? by management. Yes, it was most invented of the time, it's by the management training staff. Training staff to, even, in, in working with the front office to be like, all right, these are the times we can avoid this. And like even the idea of like oh protecting an investment long term, it's like bro, that's what the money's for. These guys get paid to mm-hmm. play. Let them play. You know, like they get paid very handsomely to play. Go out and freaking play. And then of course, there's the elephant in the room, which to me goes without saying. This season is too damn long. Um, just the idea that we still play back to backs is absolutely absurd to me. Mm-hmm. You know, in a professional league that we're asking guys 
to play as hard as they possibly can, that we're asking dudes to play back to backs. I think it's it's crazy, and you know, and I'll and I'll never get tired of saying this shit. These owners, they're supposed to be the biggest geniuses that the world has ever known, and they can't figure out how to reduce inventory and still make some money. <laughs> oh, we we don't we won't have inventory to sell. I'm like, get creative, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It's, so well, I mean, yeah. because they want to have their cake and eat it too, right? Like it's so. What? Where do you think? Like, how does the union handle this? Because they, I think currently is a union issue because you have players openly saying like, "I didn't agree to this." Like, I, I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't sign off well, on this when technically you did. But Zach, I want to jump in. I'm just wondering, like, is it is it coming out up front and saying you have to hit this minimum? As opposed to at the end of the day, taking mm-hmm. stock of the year, and let's say Tyrese Halliburton plays 62 games, like is he still to you guys an All NBA player at 62 games rather than 65? I mean, is it that the number is too high? Like, look, like I think all things equal, for the most part, voters. Oh, well, I, I, I was going to say, like, I think all things voters equal, should take it into account and I voters think a lot will, do. will take it into account. Like I've, I'm, I'm a voter. Like I've definitely taken into account games played. Like there's some LeBron fan or Lakers fan that like DM me saying, uh, excuse me, but you're one of the few writers who left LeBron off all NBA two of the last three years. I was like, yeah, he didn't play enough games. Like for me, that's what it, it came down to. Like, yeah, LeBron's been amazing, but he was like 54 games one year and 56 games another year. And I use that as kind of like not a tiebreaker, but just like a last straw in making a decision. Um, and I don't know what that number should be. Like I, yeah, it it feels very season by season to me. Um, but I don't think like I think it made it easy PR for the league, and not even necessarily it made it easy for like negotiating with media rights to say, hey. We got this policy. It's like, if you go, well, it's going to be up to the voters and we're going to have these guidelines and hopefully they hit like, that's not easy to get an extra billion dollars out of Amazon or whatever. You know, like I, I do think a lot of this is just PR that has kind of backfired on them. I don't know if was how you feel on that. I think it's definitely a lot of PR. They made sure to get it out there because they've cultivated again. And, I don't think this is just one thing. I think they've messaged to the people mm-hmm. the regular season is basically unnecessary. It doesn't matter. You don't have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Our players aren't going to play. When you turn on Sports Center, their biggest fucking partner, ESPN, is going to have their most important people talking about pick protections. And the next move and yada, yada, yada. So our players don't play our coverage. We tell people, you know what you need to do? Go mind your Twitter and wait for the next domino to drop of some next transaction. Go watch Twitter. Don't watch our games. Or CNN. You never know what CNN's going to. Period. At halftime of games, there are people aren't offering analysis of the game that's being played. Mm -hmm. This is regular season coverage. So, They've message to the customers. We don't, the regular season doesn't matter. Our players don't care about it. Our biggest media partners aren't going to cover it. Uh, it's just not going to matter. We're going to do soap opera, rumor mill, 
Stars are going to show up whenever they feel like it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to know who's playing in what game. You can't rely on anybody, whether they've got a catastrophic injury or they've just got some knickknacks that they're managing. Don't pay attention to the regular season basketball. Don't pay attention to it because everybody's treating it as this frivolous thing. I don't know. And if you, so I now know. they're trying to come back. Yeah. They're trying to be like, no, 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 it's not frivolous. No, the regular season determines your contract. Determines awards, determines this. No, these ma- these marquee matchups, you should be tuning in to Jokic and Embiid. No, you like they're trying to reverse the course that they've taken all these damn years. And it's not gonna be one thing that fixes it. Yeah, I don't know if it's fair to say that they have told us told us the regular season doesn't matter, because I don't know if you know this was, but uh, there's a rivalry week now, <laughs> randomly every January. Uh it's pretty pretty important, you know. I mean, Embiid didn't play in it in the rivalry game, but you know, it's pretty it's pretty important. Uh, the last two MVPs, you yeah, know, right. yeah. at the center position, <laughs> big men revolutionizing the sport. Yeah, they didn't yeah. They didn't deliver, they did. but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I wonder because I was having a conversation about this in a group chat this morning of like, all right, players complain about this laying groundwork for the next. TV. I'm like, that's like six years away. You can't you. From a player's PR's perspective, I mean, I guess maybe they can because they're getting paid regardless. But like, you can't complain about this for seven years. <laughs> that's absurd. like, like that's not a negotiating <laughs> tactic. Like, that's going to false because as I was like, I was you know, I was I used the best platform to discuss this last night, which is Twitter, and of course that was I mean, that's where. You, but I, I, a lot of fans like, and I thought this was reasonable. Like, I'm supposed to care about an extra forty million dollars for this dude when he's already getting two hundred million dollars. Like, I want to no see shot. guys play. Right, which I think is a very reasonable thing for fans to to expect and to want and everything. And so, like, I, me personally, I could not. I I think it's wrong and weird that my vote is tied to money incentives. Mm -hmm. At the same time, when it comes down to the vote, I don't give a fuck. I genuinely don't. That is not my problem. That is not my decision. And I am never going to account. For is this going to make someone extra money by getting this vote? Like I'm voting based on who I think should get the award. Merit? And if it happened, if it, it's a crazy what? idea. But if it happens to then trigger that super, like great. But this whole grandstand about it, like I'm like the system's a system. I'm not. You going know to what feel else they're about, about to do? They're about to devalue um, those awards mm-hmm. in and of themselves. Um. When it becomes, when the narrative becomes, yeah, such and such was first seen, but realistically, the other guy was much better that season. He just didn't meet the threshold. Another thing, another product, another achievement that the NBA is devaluing. Dude, so many people are going to call Embiid the MVP of the season no matter what. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't know that I can fault them for that. He's been the best player. Is just, he's missed games, you know? I, I Again, I, I, I guess I understood. To me, this feels like something that should have just happened internally. Yeah. Where the league, yeah. which I think they did have that conversation about NBA in-season tournament, where guys legitimately played hard. It didn't feel like a Tuesday night game mm-hmm. in November. Like, it felt like, oh, like, oh, okay, people are, like, going hard for this. And it felt like, obviously, they had a conversation like, guys, take this seriously. Treat this like something that matters. I get it. It's regular season, but this is a product we're going to try to sell to get everybody paid. Right? Uh, Yeah. 
That feels like a conversation they had internally. And everybody got the hint. I don't see why this 65 game, whatever, like internally, it couldn't be like, yo, guys, mm-hmm. we need to change course. Yeah. And, you know, part of it to me, and, and I was saying this the other day, too. I don't know. I don't know how much this new crop will feel, especially these Gen Z type of cats. I don't know oh, how was. they will feel <laughs> oh, about. No, I'm, I'm listen, here with this. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna feel about the idea that this their responsibility to lead the league better than they found it, or at least just as good. You know, like I don't know that that's gonna actually speak was, to any of these guys. You're, signing, you're like, it's granted, it's a very small amount of players, but we, but what you're talking about is. You know, the stars are primarily responsible for carrying that yes. torch, right? When you're when you're signing for a quarter of a billion dollars on one contract, yeah. Like I, I'm what's sorry, the, what's I can't the be bothered. Yeah, there's right? no I, I, like sure, there's pride, there's all this stuff, but like truly, if we're gonna be realistic about it, I what's mean the these guys would actually have to take seriously the idea that the NBA is a fraternity, and again, like you're standing on the shoulders of giants. Like yeah. if Charles Barkley and Pippen and and Carl Malone and, and Gary Payton and all J Kidd and all of these guys that came before you, you know, they set the foundation, Shaq, whoever, they set mm-hmm. the foundation for Kobe and LeBron and all of them to make the league into a product that could be sold for the amount of money that allows. And I and I, I use Carl Towns as the example. The Carl Towns of the NFL is probably making, what, $18 million a year? Sure. Still a tremendous <laughs> amount of money, but not. Still a tremendous amount of money, but think, 40. Just think about it. 40, 50, the last year, close to 60 million. Yeah. You know, and you're Carl Towns. You've never done shit in the NBA. <laughs> You've never oh, accomplished that, no, any. It was. Well, you forget. I believe he oh, won yeah, the three point contest. losing to the Nuggets in five games. Well, that I don't was know actually... if you know that, but they, they made it through the playing tournament to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, yeah, their accomplishment was actually bigger than the That's Nuggets. That's championship level, yeah. That's yeah. I think Waz just told the NBA that the hourglass is empty. I think they need to I think they need to commit to a different message than what they have previously. Yeah. I think this load management, this blase, this all that matters is second aprons and, you know, let's spend hours talking about aprons and this and tax thresholds and blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Can I use my I, biannual exception? Oh, my God. So you want bro. Dan Campbell to be the next commissioner of the NBA? I would love it. It's um, an old school. They need to commit to a different message that they're sending to the public. I have a horrible idea to solve this. Okay. This is a safe space, Zach. No one's listening but me and Wes. You only <laughs> get your game check if you win the game. If you win the game? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it gets like, I don't know, thrown into a pool that gets donated to charity or something like that. You only get your game check if you if you win the game. Now let's see. The effort showing you don't you don't you don't show up for the game. Sorry, yeah, you don't get this shit. So I think we just solved it. 
All right, let me read this. And we'll see if the listeners can figure out who I'm quoting here. Oh, boy. Guess I should stop recording this diss track. LOL. At Ben Johnson. Thank you for staying. We can't break this team up, especially since I'm on it. Coach Campbell, we love you, bro. Let's run it back next year. I'm ready. I promise you, I will get us to the Super Bowl. CJ Gardner Johnson. No, good guess. <laughs> oh. Was well, you probably thought that was Jared Goff? No, but we're getting warmer. <laughs> we're whiter. It is the beam James that Williams Josiah uses for Jared Goff. It is. It is the one and only Marshall Mathers, aka Eminem. Uh, he's a what? What is? Yeah, just he's hilarious. I'm sorry, I, I man, mean, but Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave yeah. is more part of this team than you are, buddy. Sam Richardson, Tim Robinson. Yeah. Marshall being uh like famous reclusive person. Like yeah. everybody who's ever been around him is like, yo, this guy does not want to leave his crib. Mm-hmm. He's just home. He doesn't want to be interact with the public. Like he has social anxiety, you know, he's just, he don't want to do anything. The fact that he was outside, out front, you know, with this line shit shows his like dedication. So I understand like for him, his level of dedication to this team may have felt like he was, you know, training. (laughs) He was like a player, but like. And please relax. A diss song against against, against Ben who? Johnson. Yeah, was it against Ben Johnson? What? What does that mean? For going to the Commanders. <laughs> what was that? The move. The dude turned your let offense me, into a fucking amazing gun show, and you're gonna get pissed at him. Let me for offer this money? up, okay? Let me offer this up because I don't remember shit with Eminem supporting Calvin Johnson. And Matt no. Stafford, okay? I don't remember any of that shit. Um, is this fandom for the Lions or are the seeds of this dating all the way back to Hard Knocks when we found out that Eminem has a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti? Yep. And he's been advertising the fuck out of Mom's Spaghetti since that Hard Knocks with the Lions. I don't think it's about the Lions. I think it's about, about Mom's Spaghetti. I think he's trying to turn this into like the next Chipotle. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> also, I'm with you 100. This is this is a pure business decision. 100. You know how you get this gotcha. shit off the ground? Like Little Caesar started in Detroit, right? I think. Yeah. I think sure. it's Bay- <laughs> Detroit. He's trying to make this another Little Caesars. He's trying to make billions yeah. off this. This has nothing to do. Yeah, because oh, look, granted, Mays and I are 49ers fans, so we're going to feel a certain type of way about that. Not a goddamn <laughs> part of me thought that they were going to lose the Lions. <laughs> out of your fucking mind. You think I'm going to be afraid of the Lions or Mike McCarthy whenever he's coaching a team. Those are two truths uh, that I have in my football-loving soul. I will never be afraid of the Lions. I don't care how good they are, and I'll never be afraid of Mike McCarthy. I don't care how good his team is. Mike McCarthy's so damn bad. Can definitely yeah. be accused of false, of like, and I, and too I'll much tell pride you, going into this Both of those game. got confirmed in their respective hard knock seasons. Mike McCarthy wearing that terrible button-down shirt talking about mojo moments <laughs> from Austin Powers when none of his players were alive when that movie came out. 
as his way to connect with them. And then Dan Campbell unfurling some work pants that ha- that he put dust in to show them that they were, were hard workers. Ah, get the fuck out of here, man. Nah, I'm a, I'm a Dan Campbell guy, man. I, I like. I refuse Dan to be. Campbell. I recognize. I do like coach. his drink order. I do like his <laughs> Wait, coffee his where order? he's dumping four shots of espresso into a venti coffee. <laughs> that's and insane. that's how he starts that's, his day with two of those. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Marshall. I'm not buying it. This is about mom spaghetti. It has nothing to do with the Lions. So, what about? Are you buying Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey as a, as an actual thing? <laughs> I have no comment on this because I just don't want the flood of Swifties. All right, yeah, go to the YouTube and look at the, the expression on Zach's face and Waz asked him that question. <laughs> Me doing the math of what's my name? I once went after. Oh God, what's that? What was that girl group? Fifth Harmony. Mm-hmm. You were Fifth Harmony. They like uh, start on like from the white girls that were that Puff had signed. No, I don't know. No, this was a Simon Cowell thing. I think I, I, it was maybe yeah. through the voice or X Factor, whatever one of those shows. Oh, okay, yeah. they were the Ty Dollar sign on uh, the work from home joint was they uh, pretty hot. I watched that, I watched that season where they, I think it was the Maybe the last, been the last season I saw of X Factor, but I was watching that season, and one of the Camilla girls, Bio is a big star star now. Mm-hmm. Is she from that? She left in 2016. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, but one of the girls was like, in my opinion, using the death of her grandmother to try to further her in the herself in the show, right in the competition. <laughs> and, smart. And I mentioned that on Twitter one day, and for a fucking week, <laughs> this was years after the show you. was done. This is like. Five years after, four years after, something like that. And for like a fucking week, Fifth Harmony fans were roasting my ass. That's yeah. Fifth Harmony. I'm not going after Swifties, okay? No yeah, chance. Swifties, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Me, no, I'm... It can get too smoky, okay? I, someone who loves smoke, it can get yeah, too yeah, smoky yeah. for no, me. They're, they're, they're crazy. Um, I do uh, have apparently, can don't go mess after, with though. the barbs who threatened to go to Megan the Stallion's mom's grave and dig it up. What? Wait, what? That's a thing. You know, Nicki are Minaj the and Megan the Nicki Stallion Minaj are in a problem right now. Yeah, that was going to be my other joke of who unquote. wrote that diss track. Oh, yeah. on the lines. <laughs> um, and Barb found out where Meg the Stallion's mom is buried and said, we should go dig up her grave. That, like, Stan look. culture is... First, even if you could say, oh, I was just saying it on the internet, I wasn't going to do it, but like... Why? I'm trying to think. Like, why? I don't love anything enough for that kind of reaction? Like, there, like there You're have been podcasts that grave? I love. There have been podcasts that I love. They're like, hey, we're doing a live show about six minutes from your place tonight, and I'm like, I don't think I can make it. You know, like, I got I just don't. I don't think I can commit that kind of that kind of effort. Oh, we're back on Eminem. <laughs> you gonna you gonna dig up a grave? Too many people have been watching Saltburn. We get That's it. It's wild. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you gotta fly. I mean, I'd fuck a grave. I wouldn't dig up a grave though. That's a, that's a gonna. That's too far. Here's somebody we can all make fun of. What the fuck? Is <laughs> you know what we have here? The the Levitard crew in the past in the past has said that that they think Dan loves losing those gritted death punishments because he likes dressing up in costume. He seems to mm-hmm. really embrace it, right? 
I don't know what this was for. Amin claims that he doesn't know what it was for. Yo, I don't they, think you have to coerce yo, him into somebody on a just costume. text my group chat and the ring is saying MB Toys meniscus. Oh shit. In the warrior Ooh. game. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Breaking news. It, Smaller. It, uh, Are we sure about tough. this? Are we yeah, we gotta. It's it's not mm. Mm. Maybe it's just chat. Maybe it's just chat. It's definitely like what, not what on. Did. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. But also, sometimes the stuff gets out, you know? Yeah. Um, what's worse, a mean in a costume or tearing your meniscus? <laughs> Trey's done it and been fine. So I'm going to go with a mean in this I, costume. I've yeah. torn my meniscus as well, and I'm okay. Who's, um, yeah. like, how long is the typical meniscus recovery? It depends on what you have done. Um, if you remove a part of it, I think it's like six weeks. Mm, if you repair it, if you repair it, it's like maybe four to six months. Jeez. Maybe not that long. Maybe it's like on the lower side of that. But like the re- it's why you know, like with Robert Williams, right? Robert Williams the third. He had it. He had just had a piece taken out. And so he could get back for that playoff run, for that finals run. Um, you know, Brandon Roy. Okay, like, hearing is that the meniscus now. is a rumor. It's a rumor right now. Okay. That's, that's the rumor. There we go. Um, it's a rumor. But when you repair it, that's the long, that's the, the best thing for you long term, but also the longest recovery. Are you more susceptible to tearing other ligaments if your meniscus is gone? Or is it just like you're a little, you're a little impacted, um, but still manageable? It, it depends. It mostly depends on how much you you compensate with your movement, right? Like if you properly do physical therapy and you strengthen and everything, then I don't think it'll be an issue. But if you you know you can overcompensate pretty easily, and and put yourself in a bad position moving forward. I don't know if there's a direct correlation though. The thing I love about this Amin photo is that his hairline is still awful. <laughs> But otherwise, I, I, I can't, kind of approve. I, can't, I can't tell if the jacket's too small or the turtleneck's too small, but something is not fitting him right. <laughs> also, is he allowed to wear a crucifix even yeah, for a costume? I don't know the rules. Just, you know? Know. Know. Just, ask Just ask him questions. Yeah, Allah might not like that one. <laughs> he might have some, some explaining to do on that one. Um, Waz, how, how excited are you for this shootout? Between Steph and Sabrina. Um, I saw the news. I can't say I ran to the <laughs> to the internet to find out exactly what was happening. Uh, so this is separate from Twitter, right? Yeah. I, I, sure. I we mean, need more that, events. The All Star <laughs> situation is is that's another thing that Utah man. That was some of the worst shit I've ever seen. The All Star Game. There was legitimate juice in the building for that um, dunk contest. By the way, OJ I'll was say that. But the so All Star Saturday can still be pretty fun. But the introduction, the draft, it is forty five minutes of just sitting Look, around. I like and- the, the idea of the draft. It was never properly done, and I, actually, the way when it was just on TNT on like the week before and everything, like the, if they. 
obviously it's a TV product, so we have to make it for make it for TV. But man, they could have done that so much better. It doesn't need to be drawn out. It doesn't need to be scripted the way it was. Like it is, it, like man, like you can do a draft and make it fun instead of just like that long also, drawn dude out. Dude showing up to the WNBA All Star game, smack dab in the middle of this summer. Is it an <laughs> Who are we sending? Are we sending Tyrese Halliburton if he doesn't play sixty-five games? Do not send Matt McClung because that's disrespect. It's bad enough you're denigrating your own league like that. You ain't got to do the WNBA that way. Um, is is Mac back for the title defense? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. But I who, talked to Mahoney be... today. He said he got an email offering up Matt McClung for interviews. He's doing media. Wow. Oh, I got, oh, I got the email, too. Pod. I got the email, too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let's bring him on next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring him on the Zazdi yeah. pod. <laughs> He's going to be doing interviews on Monday, February 12th. So you got to you got to bring him on the the black OG pod. Yeah. Well, also, I realized... Calling this the the Zazni pod is so much better than the whack pod. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that though. <laughs> yeah. We'll have at least one whack segment a week. I think that's definitely Eminem's diss track in a mean dressed as baby Billy. The, the whack pod. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this episode, unless you're a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash count the dings, then you will get this final segment in which we talk about the illustrious return of Ben Simmons to an NBA court. And you're gonna want to hear what Waz says about it, I'm sure. I'm sure. lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.